Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051, 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org, or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here is our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Our special place for the help of God is found in the name of God who made heaven and earth. Now, what's the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth? What is that? That's Jesus, right? Because, he, because this is the way John 1 introduces him. In the beginning was the Word. He's called the Word, the means of communication from God. And the same was in the beginning with God. And all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Very simple statement. And you wonder, who is that? And then we go down to John 1, 14, 14. And then it says, the word was made flesh. That's Jesus. And then we see that in Colossians 1.14, Colossians 1.14, where it says, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, he's the image of the invisible God. He's the firstborn of every creature, for by him were all things were created that are, that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible, invisible, thrones, dominions, principalities, powers. All things were created by him, and for him, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. That's the name of Jesus. That's the name of the Lord Jesus, who made heaven and earth. That's the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's where our help comes from. Our help is not in some general general term like God. You know, everybody says God. Everybody gets, the, they, 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 something goes wrong, they go, oh my God, which God is that? Who is that? Who is that? How many times have you heard somebody say, somebody have, oh my God, you know? How many times has somebody happened and you heard somebody say, oh my Jesus? I don't hear that very often, <laughs> right? Because, and, and yet our help is in, oh my Jesus. It's, it's, uh, our help is in the name of the Lord, the Lord Jesus, who made the heaven and the earth. Now, I want you to turn to Isaiah 41.10, Isaiah 41.10, very familiar verse. And as you turn to this, Isaiah 41.10, I want you to give me five reasons why we should not be afraid of man. Five reasons from Isaiah 41.10, okay? Isaiah 41.10, Isaiah 41.10. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. So what's the first reason why we should not be afraid? He's with us, right? I am with thee. The first reason that we should not be afraid is because of Emmanuel. God is with us. Okay, what's the second reason? He's our God. He's our God. He, he is not just God. He's our God by the adoption that took place when we received the Lord Jesus Christ. What's the third reason? He's going to strengthen us. It's just so with God, what Jacob was saying to Joseph. He's going to make us strong. He's going to make our arms strong. He's going to, the next one. What's the next one? He's going to help us. And this is really the theme of where we are now with Joseph is he says, 
God is going to help us. And the last one is, he's going to hold us up. He's going to hold us up by the right hand of his righteousness. Now, this is something that we have to constantly be reminded of, constantly be challenged to rely and trust in the help of God. And David did this, and he was going, it was like he was going from one group to the other. Now, you and you and you in Psalm 115, verse 9 through 11. Psalm 115, verse 9 through 11. As you can see, David going to the first group, and he says, O Israel, big group, O Israel, trust thou in the Lord, for he is their help and their shield. And then you see him narrowing down. O house of Aaron, O house of Aaron. Trust in the Lord, for he is their help and their shield. And now he widens out to the whole earth, and that is that ye that fear the Lord, ye that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. Continual reminder, he's your help. He's your shield. Now, now again here, Jacob sets the stage for how it's possible for, for, for God to, to be such a helper to Joseph and to bless him when he uses in verse 25, the word, the Almighty. This is the Almighty we're talking about. And, and now Jacob seems to just sort of wave his hands, so to speak, and he's going from the height of heaven to the depths under the earth and then the horizontal. And he starts off in verse 25 where he says, even by the God of thy Father who shall help thee and by the Almighty who shall bless thee with blessings of heaven above. So this is where he starts. Jacob looks up, and he's, he's praying for, he's starting with blessings from heaven above. What are those that blessings from heaven above? Well, it's the sky, it's the sun, it's the moon, it's the rain. And the blessing that, he's, that, 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 that Jacob is giving to Joseph is really one that he received also from his father Isaac in Genesis 27, 28. Genesis 27, 28, when similar time was happening in the life of his father, and he was, he was on the receiving end. It's, it says that Isaac said to him in Genesis 27, 28, therefore God give thee of the dew of heaven and the fatness of the earth and plenty of corn and wine. Now, this is a great blessing that we, we, we don't think about. You know, we, 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 all we, we think about with, with the rain is we go to the weather channel, we said, is it, is it gonna be rain, not rain, how much rain, too much rain, not enough, whatever. But, uh, but Moses set a beautiful picture for us of the rain in Deuteronomy 28.12. In Deuteronomy 28.12, it says there that Moses was talking to Israel. He said, the Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven to give the rain upon thy land in this season. What a wonderful description of the rain. The rain is God's good treasure that he gives to the earth. I mean, you know, when was the last time that you stood out in the rain and you looked up and you said, this rain is God's good treasure that he's opened to me. See, that's what Deuteronomy 28, 12 is saying. Rain is God's good treasure that's open and is a gift to man. I mean, uh, you know, what, 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 the rain, of course, makes the things grow. And what a difference from, from, from how we view blessings today. You know, at that day, it was just more clear that God was giving the corn and the wine and from the sky and the rain, you know, because they were, they were right there getting it out of the ground there. But, but now, you know, we think it's Costco and smart and final, you know, and it clouds the picture. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, 
How many of you have gardens or fruit trees? Yeah, most of you do. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, don't you feel kind of closer to God, this connection to God when you, when you go out and you, you, you pick the fruit yourself or you harvest it, you know, from the ground? This is a great Hebrew term that's used in the blessing, you know, mean ha'aretz, you know, fr- uh, coming from the dirt, the, the land, the dirt, mean the land, coming from the dirt, lechem mean ha'aretz, the bread that comes from the dirt, the fruit that comes from the dirt. You know, this is a great term because it, it, it brings us back to this connection. This is a gift from God. Well, that's what Jacob was praying to Joseph, that, that he would know in his life, this blessings from heaven above, the dew, the rain, make the crops, be fruitful. I love nature documentaries on television, but I'm so tired of hearing the announcers steal the glory from God and instead give the glory to evolution working over billions of years. It's just so wearisome. To, to have to constantly make these mental corrections in the mind that I'm getting to the point where I'm going to listen, I'm going to watch it with the mute button on or something like that. So the, 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 farther, the farther you and I get from, from seeing God as the giver of the rain and the food that we eat and the water that we drink, the more danger we are in of doing what Moses warned Israel not to do in Deuteronomy 8.11. In Deuteronomy 8.11, Moses told Israel, beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping his commandments, his judgments, statutes, which I command thee this day, lest when thou hast eaten and are full and hast built goodly houses and dwelt therein, when thy herds, thy flocks multiply, thy silver and thy gold is multiplied, and all that thou hast is multiplied, get the picture, and then thine heart be lifted up, and thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt. This is like, by the way, from the house of bondage, who led thee through this great and terrible wilderness, wherein were fiery serpents, scorpions, and drought, where there was no water, who brought thee forth water out of the rock, the flint, who fed thee in the wilderness with manna, which thy fathers knew not, that he might humble thee, make thee, prove thee, do thee good unto thy latter end. And thou say in thine heart, my power and the might of my hand has gotten me this wealth. Then thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, that is he that giveth thee the power to get wealth. So that's that. Now, then, then he goes now to the next where he, he refers to the deep, the blessings from the deep beneath. Now, what's he talking about there? The deep. Well, obviously, he's talking about what's under the, he's talking about under the seas, in the seas, in the oceans, under the earth. Yeah, you know, it's just, it's just amazing to go diving under the water and, and see these incredible creatures. It's like an incredible world of creatures down there. And they're thriving in a fluid that's full of currents going all over the place. I mean, a highlight for me last winter was, was, was when I went down to, to Baja California there to almost the bottom. And you get in these small little boats that only hold about six, eight people, you know. And you go out to the Magdalena lagoons there and, and, and the Pago boats and you pet humpback whales. <laughs> that was incredible, you know. I still have it on my phone, so I look at it once. Anyway, those humpback whales are incredible. They're coming from Alaska. They're going all the way down to, to either Magdalena Lagoon or, or over in, in Hawaii. And, and they have their calves there in the Magdalena Lagoons. And these humpback whales... They're so gentle. They come up, they, they, they want to be pet. 
I'm, I'm glad they want to be pet because otherwise it could be very disastrous if they had anything else in mind. But they come up there, and those mothers, those, those humpback mothers, they produce incredibly high-fat content milk. They produce milk that is 40% fat. Now, just to put it in context, when you go down to the bonds and you buy heavy cream, you're looking at something maybe 36%, 35 36%, something like that. 40% fat. And you think about, well, how much milk do they make? They make like a quart a day or a half a gallon? No, they make 150 gallons a day. I mean, do you know what that is? That's like three 55-gallon drums. You know, a poor mother says, boy, I got that done. <laughs> today and then the next day she makes another 355 gallon drums worth of milk this is unbelievable this animal does this and they don't have nipples and teats and all that so the the little the baby whale we saw one you know someone was a week old the baby whale comes in and punches the side of her and this milk spews out and then because they're filter feeders and then and then the baby filters now that's just incredible that's just incredible. And that's, that's all covered. And that's just one of the blessings in verse 25 that, that Jacob is blessing Joseph with. Blessings of the deep that lieth thunder. And then what else? In the ground also. Uh, blessing, what are the blessings of the deep that lieth thunder? Well, what about these springs of water that come up out of the ground and these streams that come as a result of that? And so he's praying, Jacob is praying that Joseph would know all this in his, in his life. The, bless, the God's blessings of the deep that lieth under. Then he prays in verse 25 that there would be blessings of the breasts and of the womb. Now here, he, what he's saying here is that he's saying, Joseph, I'm praying for you that everything that has a womb and everything has a breast would be pregnant. All right? Both man and animal have lots of offspring. Blessings of the womb means that there would be no miscarriages. Blessing of the breast would mean there would be plenty, lots of milk, you know, to, to, to feed the newborns. And that's how Jacob prayed for the blessings of, jo- of Joseph's home and of his livestock. Now, now, Moses, he continues with this same sort of vein of blessing that, that, uh, that on the tribe of Joseph, when he very much says many of the same things in Deuteronomy 33, 6, 33, 13. Deuteronomy 33, 13. And when, when, when Moses says, and of Joseph, he said, blessed be the Lord, be the Lord, blessed of the Lord be his land. Now get this, for the precious things of heaven, for the dew, for the deep that coucheth beneath, and for the precious fruits brought forth by the sun, and for the precious things put forth by the moon, and for the things, the, pre, the chief things of the ancient mountains, and for the precious things of the lasting hills, and for the precious things of the earth, the fullness thereof, the goodwill of him that dwelt in the bush. Let the blessing come upon the head of Joseph and upon the top of the head that of him that was separated from his brethren. We're going to see that's also going to be a theme that Jacob's going to take up. You notice how many times Moses says the word precious? I mean, five times. The dew and, and, and what's in the deep are precious. The fruits are precious. The, and what the sun brings out. And what the moon brings out. 
also is precious. You say, well, what does the moon bring out? Well, I was in Israel when, when, when my friend Avi stopped the car, got out the side. We look at this field, you know, and it looked just like a field of weeds. I didn't know anything. No, he says, no, you see those little, 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 little flowers down there? And they were all closed up during the day. And he said, those, 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 those flowers here in Israel, they close up during the day and then they open at night and they grow by the light of the moon. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, Moses called the things that grow by the light of the moon precious. And, and, and then he called what's growing on the hills precious and, and, and just the things in the earth. They're precious. Well, that's what the Lord Jesus has made for man, made for us. So many precious things. So many precious things. And all these precious things that, that, that the Lord has done, the Lord Jesus has done, is really kind of over the top for us. It's like it's overtaking us. It's, it's overwhelming us. We think of all these things. I just mentioned the humpback whale, but there's a lot of other amazing animals down there. But anyway, and as a matter of fact, this over, overflowing, it's kind of like God has outdone himself, is really what Moses is bringing out in Deuteronomy 28.2. Deuteronomy 28.2, when Moses says, and all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. See, that's where God's outdoing himself. And thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. And then he goes through this just litany. He says, blessed shall thou be in the city. Blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of the ground and the fruit of the cattle and the increase of thy kind and the flocks of thy heat. He, she, blessed be thy basket and thy store. Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in. Blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall cause thine enemies to, that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. The Lord shall command the blessings upon thee in thy storehouses and all that thou settest thy hand unto, and he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Now, all those blessings are God. And all those blessings he wants to give to us. But there's just one qualification. One qualification. And that's in Psalm 8411. Psalm 8411, which says, the Lord is a sun and a shield. He'll give grace and glory. And then it says, no good thing will he withhold from them, and here's the qualification, that walk uprightly, that walk uprightly. That means God does withhold good things if a person does not walk uprightly with him. Okay, now Jacob is looking at all these blessings and you get the impression that he's saying, wow, that's great, that's a lot of blessings. And then he's starting, I mean, he's just giving all this to Joseph, and then he's starting to compare the blessings that he is giving to Joseph with the blessings that he received from his father Isaac and his grandfather Abraham. And with that comparison in mind, Jacob now says in verse 26, verse 26, the blessings of thy father, Joseph, the blessings of your father, yours truly, the blessings of thy father have prevailed above the blessings of my progenitors unto the utmost bound of the everlasting hills. So what is he saying there? He says, Joseph, the blessings that you're getting from me are more than the blessings that I got from, from my fathers, from Abraham and from, my, from Isaac and my grandfather Abraham. Now, it's kind of interesting that, you know, here's Joseph and he's, 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 he's hearing his father say, you know, the blessings that you're receiving are more than the blessings that I got. <laughs> you know, it's like, not jealous or anything, he's just telling them that. Now, isn't that true for us today? Isn't that true for us today? I mean, in what ways 
Can you say that the spiritual blessings that we have today are greater than the blessings that, that, that Joseph received, that the Old Testament received? And, and I don't mean that we have the iPhone X and they didn't have it, so I don't mean that. So what would you say? What would you say? What are our greater blessings that we have today than the Old Testament saints had? You know, we have the whole counsel of God. We've got the whole Bible here. I'm the, the, that's right, because the, Moses wrote about this. Okay, good. What else? Okay, well, yeah. All right. What else? We have more promises. All right. What promise do we have that's more than they had? Just general. They have more. Okay. All right. What else? Yeah, we have the knowledge, knowledge of not just... Okay, let me give you a verse here. It kind of sums it up. Hebrews 1. Hebrews 1.1. 1, 1. Hebrews 1.1. 1, 1. God, in the past now, God, who in sundry times and diverse manners spake in time past, that'd be like the Old Testament, unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken to us by his Son, we have the revelation of the Son. We have the, the fact that the Messiah has come, God the Son has come, and whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory. We get to see the brightness of the glory of God in the Scriptures. And the express image of his persons, upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins. When did he do that? On the cross. When did that happen? After the Old Testament saints. Sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels, and so forth. So that's what we have. And we could say the blessings that we have have prevailed, like Joseph was saying, like Jacob was saying to Joseph, look, your blessings you're getting are more than the blessings I got. The blessings we got are more than the blessings they got. Now, we can see this because the Lord Jesus has come and so that's how it's true from us. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher Tom Cantor here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org and sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestorationministries.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California, Santee, California, 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org, tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Or for more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. Reach Israel. Join Tom Cantor for the second annual Israel Restoration Ministries Jewish Evangelism and Training Conference in San Diego, California, February 22nd and 23rd at the Creation and Earth History Museum. 
early bird registration, only $99, includes a two-day conference pass, meals, teaching, creation museum, and tabernacle admission, plus over $150 worth of equipping resources. Come hear Tom Cantor, Dr. Michael Brown, Dan Sered, and more on how we can reach the lost in America and Israel on February 22nd and 23rd. Call 619-599-1104, 619-599-1104, or sign up at ReachIsrael.com. That's ReachIsrael.com. What are you doing Sunday nights? Join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at the Creation and Earth History Museum in Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for the Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. Grow deeper in God's Word with the Friendship with God King James Version Study Bible prepared by Tom Cantor. This genuine lambskin large print study Bible features the history of Israel, full-color timeline and maps, frequently asked questions about the Jewish Messiah, prophecy and fulfillment study, Hebrew root notations and definitions, the life study of Joseph, and so much more. Order your copy today for only $49.95. That's $49.95. And receive a free personal signed copy by Mr. Tom Cantor, along with your name engraved on the cover. To order your Friendship with God Study Bible, call 1-800-247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051. Or visit us at creationbookstore.com. That's creationbookstore.com. 